coming to you from stolen equipment and broadcasting from a pirated signal located somewhere in Southern California. This is the Danger Hour Podcast. Oh my God. I'm your fancy pants host, Jamesy Poos, and this is the Danger Hour Podcast. I will once again be guiding you through podcast land. Be careful. There's dangers lurking about. Watch out in the shadows. Watch out. But I'll save you. I'll be your guide. Come with me and you'll be in a world of podcast adventures. Close your eyes. Make a wish. Now go fuck yourself. You know what? I'm going to be honest with you, everybody. I am really not in the mood to do a podcast tonight. Not at all. But I am forcing myself to do it. And you know what? In these modern times, in this modern, fragile climate, you really shouldn't be forced to do anything that you don't want to do. I just... I don't feel like doing a podcast, but I feel like... I feel like I need to, or else... Bad things will happen. Oh my God, James. Never give in to pressure. If you don't feel up to it, James, then just don't do it. You can say no. and Nobody, nobody, James, will judge you. Especially including me. Speak your truth, James. Ah, go fuck yourself. Look, whatever happened to the good old days of just manning up and doing it? You know? You can't say it anymore, James. It's called manning up, which which implies that it's better than femaling up. Oh, Jesus Christ. All right. Well, females go down. Everyone knows that. Oh! James, you son of a bitch. All right, relax. Last time I checked, this was a, a comedy podcast. James, just because it's comedy doesn't give you the free range to offend everybody, James. Across every line. Oh, fuck that shit. No. No. Out there in the real world, I have to traverse all these uh, different obstacles. Not here. Not in this studio. Not in these airwaves. Not in podcast land. All bets are off. And look, I was doing so well, being so consistent. And then all of a sudden, it gets pretty busy at work and uh, there's a lot, of, a lot of long hours. And I don't have time to scream and yell into a microphone. And then, the boys' baseball uh, practices... So, oh, get this. Oh, get this. Just when you thought that my loving wife could be supportive and help me create this content for all of you, this beautiful, glorious content that you all have come to know and love, what does she do? She pulls a fast one on me. I actually get out um, pretty pretty decently early on one of my the nights that my boy has his baseball practice. I'm like, okay, I get to do a podcast tonight. Here we go. Back in business. And what does she do? She pulls a rug from under me. She's like, you're taking on tonight. I'm like, no, no, no. I'll take them uh, on Friday. She's like, there's no there's no guarantee you'll be out on time on Friday. So you got to take them tonight just in case. And I'll take them on Friday. And I'm like, this fucking chick, dude. She, she saw right through my plan. <laughs> I was planning to do the podcast on Wednesday. And then uh, if I got stuck on Friday, I, you know, I already did my, I put my work in. Done. I got away with it. Don't got to take him to practice at all that week. That happened once, dude. One week that happened where I was working late and she had to take him twice. And then, oh boy, she put the fucking screws down on me real fast. And I told her, my fans need me. And she laughed and walked away. I didn't say that. First of all, I don't say fans. I don't believe in that term. I find it highly offensive myself. You know, if I say my fans, it makes me feel like a piece of shit, like a... Like I'm so important, but I don't, no, 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 I, I, I don't do that. I say the listeners, if you, if you pay attention, if you go back over all the countless thousands of hours of audio, you'll see, I don't use the word fans. It's pompous and arrogant and I, I'm not about that life. 
I keep myself grounded. And I hear a lot of other amateur fucking amateur hour bullshit heads out there on the podcastings. And they use the word, fa- oh, our fans, our fans. Oh, go fuck yourself, your fans. I think uh, in order to have fans, someone will have to pay cash to come out and see you do something. Other than that, relax, asshole. You just have a listener or two or five. It doesn't matter. Gee, James, you're really in a mood. Yeah, you know what? I am in a mood. It's these goddamn women. Oh, my God. I want to tell you. I can say what I want. Women aren't safe here. Nobody's safe here. Last time I checked, it is the danger hour. God damn it. Yeah, so uh, speaking of the wife, speaking of angry women, angry no good women, have you heard of the latest outrageous, appalling, disgusting, Taylor Swift? You know, on a, on a related note, I, I Taylor Swift is not my type. I'm not a fan of the blondies. But there's something about her. I don't know what it is. Not before. Just recently, there's something about her. I don't know what it is. It's an X factor. I can't. I can't. I can't explain it. But if I was out in a in a dusty bar, uh, having a non-alcoholic beer because I stopped drinking, and she wandered into the <laughs> the dusty dark bar, she's like, "Hey, you wanna go back to my place?" I'd be like, "You know what? Maybe I will." You're not gonna want to write a song about me, are you? I can't promise that. Yeah, yeah, I thought so. All right, let's go. Yeah, so yeah, this this chick, oh boy, has she got all kinds of feelings. Oh, does she have feelings? <laughs> if a little if a, if a boy breaks a little heart, oh, you're going to hear about it. And the latest news, and look, I don't know all the details. It's all about uh, this. Let me make my disclaimer. <clears throat> if those of you listening to the Danger Hour, you have to know right now, this show is nothing but opinions, hearsay, rumors, and um, made up shit. So uh, blah blah blah. I don't do any research. So anyway, rumor has it that this song that she does is called. Uh, let me see. Hold on. Uh, All too well. It's from 2012. It's not even new. So okay. On a, on a unrelated note, what I heard is that she got fucked over somehow with her with her uh, rights to her song, her music. So she's like, "All right, well, I own." Like, I wrote the songs, those are my songs, but you own the recordings, so go fuck yourself. I'm going to re-record all those songs, and then I get all the money, because her label fucked her over, which is not anything new. Those sneaky bastards. So she redid a bunch of songs, and so I guess this song, she did it, uh, she did it over and kind of put a little spin on it, and apparently, this song in particular is about Jake Gyllenhaal. Because they were uh, they were dating and he was banging her up a bit, and then he left her because, according to the rumors and opinions that I heard, she's a little too young for him. Well, that sure didn't stop you from banging her, huh? Huh? There, Jake. <laughs> yeah, maybe she couldn't hold the conversation because uh, she's talking about immature bullshit. But who knows? So he dumps her, and she gets all sadsies, and she writes this song about him, right? Oh, and she's so angry and sad, and she's feeling all the feelings. That just tells me that Jake Gyllenhaal is a really good sexy time maker. James, did you just say sexy time maker to describe him having sexual intercourse with Taylor Swift? Yes, I did. The way you said it sounded creepy. Yeah, I guess Jake Gyllenhaal can really bang really well. James, that's, that's not your style either. Yeah, I know. I didn't feel right. Jake Gyllenhaal can really fuck. Oh my God, James. That's, that word sounds really harsh coming out of your mouth. I mean... And, but I, 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 I kind of liked it, James, but it sounded really, really harsh. Yeah, I know. I know. I agree. But yeah, I'm going to go with that one. Yeah, that Jake Gyllenhaal, he can really, he can really fuck. He's a good fucker, that one. That Gyllenhaal. We, we get it, James. All right. I got to be honest, man. I think I'd be happy if I made a chick write out an angry song about me. <laughs> right? I mean, that means you did something right. She, she's not writing songs about some fucking dope, some loser she hooked up with and is like, ah. If, if someone writes a song about you, that means you really, really laid it down well. I, I would imagine. Really gave it to him good. You know? I mean, no one's really written an angry song about me, so uh, 
I guess you can do the math on that one. But uh, <laughs> but if someone did, oh, but I'd be proud of it. But you know what? I gotta, you know, I was thinking about that. I'm sure there's a whole lot of songs written about a whole lot of dudes that gave it to the girls really good. And uh, the one that really comes to mind, the most angry one that I can think of off the top of my head without really doing too much research into it is the Alanis Morissette song. The one that she wrote about Uncle Joey from Full House. That's right. Uncle Joey. Cut it out. The woodchuck guy. (laughs) Uncle Joey. That dork. uh, Dave Coulier. I don't even know where that fucking name came from. But it's it's up in there in my memory bank. And it popped right out. Yeah, Alanis Morissette wrote that song about him. Fucking believe that. If you don't know the song I'm talking about, it's You Ought to Know. You, you ought to know. Right? So check these lyrics out. There's just a, uh, I'll read you a couple. So uh, listen to this. Uh, I was a slap in the face. How quickly I was replaced. And are you thinking of me when you fuck her? Oh, mama. So she's all hurt that this dude is with some other chick already. Now, look, if he left you, why would he be thinking about you when he fucks his new girl? <laughs> he left your ass behind and went on to this one. So I'm pretty sure, it's pretty safe to say he's not thinking of you. But check this one out, right? Every time I scratch my nails down someone else's back, I hope you feel it. Well, can you feel it? So, yeah, he's not thinking of you, sweetheart, but you're sure thinking about him. With every other guy you're with, Man, this guy's a fucking hero. He's a legend. Listen to that. Every time I fuck some other dude, I hope you feel it when I scratch their back. <laughs> He's like, uh, you're still thinking about me? I've been banging this new chick for a while, and I'm actually on to the next one after her. But wow, you need to move on. You're still, wow. I'm the woodchuck guy. I'm not even John Stamos. I'm not even Uncle Jesse. I'm the other guy. <laughs> Get a hold of yourself. All right, well. These are pretty crazy lyrics though, man. I've always liked it. And every time you speak her name, does she know how you told me you hold me until you died? Until you died, but you're still alive. And I'm here to remind you of the mess you left when you went away. It's not fair. Yeah, you know the rest. Um, but damn, dude. Powerful stuff. Over a dick. Literally a penis. I mean, I'm sure that woodchuck impression has something to do with it, but uh, you mean you have to admit, it's not too bad if you have a song written about you. Hopefully, one day the same can be done for me. But one more point to make on this whole topic before I move on: don't don't these women owe these guys on some level? I mean, these guys gave it to them really good, right? And then they take off. Like, yeah, I don't want to be with you no more. And these women are so hurt and devastated that they write these songs. And then guess what? The songs become fucking huge hits. Outrageously huge hits, making millions of dollars. I think you owe these guys something. You owe it to them without their incredible lovemaking skills and then abandoning you. You'd have nothing to show for it. You couldn't have written that kind of music without being dicked up really well and then walked away from. So you owe these guys something. Taylor Swift, Alanis Morissette, and the rest. You should be thanking them. (laughs) These are great men that did you a great service. More than one service, if you ask me. (laughs) So I don't understand all the uh, negative horse shit, okay? You owe them. You owe them. All right, moving right along. Speaking of women and going back to my wife. I was listening to a podcast recently and one of these people on the podcast was talking about um, going to a movie theater. Like they, they're not, they don't feel safe going to a movie theater anymore after these movie theater shootings have taken place. And the person that this woman was speaking to, who was a male, said, oh yeah, I don't go to the movies anymore either. And I was just thinking, hmm, I, I haven't been scared out of not going to the movies. Um, I still go. But I was thinking, what if one of these nights me and the wife were at the movies, some fucking crazy asshole bursts into the theater with a gun 
and starts opening fire, I was like, what would I do? What would be the move? And I thought, okay, so we're already going to be in our recliner seats, right, in the theater we go to. So wouldn't you just kind of like uh, get down and crawl underneath that recliner? Just go right under there and tuck yourself away? Are they going to be coming around every row and looking under the seats to see if you're under there? Probably not. They might. But then I was thinking, what if I can't fit under there? But the wife can. She can tuck herself under there. And then I just kind of like lay there to protect her. And then I was thinking, wait a minute. Shouldn't she be protecting me? I mean, who should who should survive this encounter? Her or me? I mean, uh, I do make more money than her at my job. So I'm, I'm more valuable to the family. And also, I would even say I'm a better parent. So who would the kids rather have survived this endeavor? Her or me? I'm just saying, man. There comes a point where you don't have to be that chivalrous man and protect the woman, you know, protect the women and the children, right? Uh, I think the men have a high, uh, way more value. So maybe the men out there, we should be asking ourselves, shouldn't we be the ones being protected? What are they going to bring to the table if they survive? Can they make shit happen? If you're taken out of the picture, I don't think so. Just know your worth, fellas. Know your worth. Okay. Hate mail can be sent to thedangerhour at yahoo.com. You can send me hate mail. You can send me fan mail. Oh my God, James, you can't say fan. That's right. Listener mail. You want to send me a recipe? I'll make it. Do you got a movie recommendation? I'll watch it. You got a song suggestion? I'll listen to it. You want to send me nude photos of your mother? I'll look at them. As long as they're tastefully done. I'll still look at them. The Danger Hour at Yahoo.com. All right, now let's head into the bathroom for talking shit. (laughs) All right, all right. And this time in talking shit, oh, I got a personal story. But first, let me include this. I thought this was pretty crazy. There was a marathon recently taking place in California, and it went from, hold on, Ojai, Ojai, to uh, Ventura. Ventura Boulevard. No, Ventura, the city, coastal city of Ventura. So it was a, you know, a marathon, which is how many miles? Um, I think it's 87 miles, James. Nope, you're wrong. It's 26.2 miles. Everyone knows because you see those annoying fucking stickers on the back of assholes cars. 26.2. <laughs> on a related note, why would you put a 13.1 sticker on your car? You half marathon piece of shit. Why not put a sticker on? What do you do the whole thing? Okay, so uh, this chick did this marathon. 26.2 miles. And halfway through, literally halfway through. She had to take a shit. Now look, she didn't want to ruin her, her goal of getting a good time. She didn't have time to stop and take a shit. So what did she do? She did what everyone else would do in the situation. She shit herself on purpose. <laughs> yeah, dude, she's running and she's like, I'm not stopping. I've been training for this moment. I'm not going to ruin it by having to take a shit. I'm just going to go. And so she's like, can I even do it? Can I even shit while I'm running? Now she was determined because it happened. She shit her pants or her her shorts. And uh, she has built-in underwear. And there she did, dude. And then she ran another 13 or 14 miles after shit was in her pants. Oh, could you imagine how fucking awful that would feel? Oh, that's fantastic. You got to admire her though. But the thing, a question I have is, how would people even know about this? If this happened to me, I wouldn't be talking about it. Why, how is it like a national reported story? Did she just go and volunteer this information? Fucking nuts. Now look, as I'm looking up this story to get a few details out of it, I saw another story that's related. This one's probably even funnier. This chick... She started a marathon in Philadelphia, and uh, 
she's <laughs> she didn't realize what time her her start time was for the race. So she's over there here eating breakfast, and then she's like, "Oh fuck, my uh, my race starts at this time. I thought it was thirty minutes later." So she hurries up and she gets to the to the start of the race and she gets going, and five minutes into the race, she's like, "Oh no, I got a shit." <laughs> And so she goes to a porta potty and she shits and now she's on her way again and as she's running she's like oh no I got to shit again. <laughs> and this chick repeats this pattern 9 times. She made 9 porta potty stops in one race. She had the fucking obviously she had the runs. <laughs> Pun intended. <laughs> And uh, her strategy was, oh no! As soon like, as soon as she leaves the porta potty, she's gonna s- just sprint as fast as she can to get to the next porta potty. And when she's done with there, she gets out and she sprints as fast as she can to the next porta potty, and she repeats that shit nine times. And guess what? She achieves a personal best record. <laughs> it turns out diarrhea is the secret weapon. <laughs> it's not my secret weapon though because it sure doesn't help me accomplish anything besides embarrassment so now it's my turn so uh, I was in Staples one night with my daughter going to find a new desk chair because the one I had completely took a shit on me pun intended and so I'm in Staples I find a chair that I like I'm like oh this is the one and all of a sudden my stupid tum-tums reared its evil eyes towards me. And I felt that... Something like that. <laughs> That's not the sound it made, but this is a tribute. So, dude, I had to run to the fucking bathroom. And I tell the daughter, I'm like, hey, just look around. I got to go. And I go to the bathroom. Luckily, it's a private little room. I go in there doing my business and then I go to fucking clean myself and I look to the left where the toilet paper roll is and it's like extremely tight there's no way to fucking turn this thing the asshole that installed it like he put it in there and uh, with like the lock and that fucking bar that goes through the roll and it was like a brand new roll so there was no leeway for it to turn or move I'm like what the hell dude how is anyone supposed to get anything off this? And it's one of those fucking bullshit ones that are like, you know how there's a, a square metal bar that goes through the round roll and you can't turn it? Yeah, and because it was pressed up against the top and the bottom of the opening slot thing, there was no uh, no way to turn this roll. I'm like, what the hell am I going to do? I can't get anything off this. And so I was like, you know what? Fuck it. I got to MacGyver this shit, dude. So I took out my keys. I didn't have my knife on me. But I took out my 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 house keys and I got the most serrated one and I just started fucking slicing a bunch of layers off the roll. And I sliced like 10 layers and you know it's because the thing isn't turning it it doesn't go over it doesn't it's not very long the the uh, the amount that I can grab. So I got like 10 layers and I rip it. So it's like five inches by 10 layers. I'm like, all right, this will work. And I kept having to saw through the fucking roll with my keys. Ugh. Drastic times call for drastic measures. And and I was able to handle it. Dude, what's that expression? Is it uh, desperation breeds innovation? Is that how it goes? Because I am the most innovative motherfucker... (laughs) When it comes to going and taking a shit, if there's an issue, I can solve any problem. I really should be like working for NASA or something. And you put me in a room and you know make me happen to take a shit and I'll figure anything else you want out. If it's like you can't take a shit unless you figure this problem out. I was like, all right, I'll, I'm your man. I will have it done in no time. Anyway, all right. Well, uh, one last thing. And talking shit, there's been a breakthrough, everybody. Pun intended again. I uh, I think I found out the reason why I have so many shit stories, so many issues when it comes to my poops. I think I finally realized it. So for since high school, I realized that I'm lick 
lactose intolerant. Because once, dude, before high school, I ate whatever the hell I wanted. I used to get craft singles and fold them into a block of cheese. Fold it in half, fold it in half. Now it's a square, a square block. And I would just eat that shit. I'd walk around. <laughs> hell, that might even be the reason why I'm, I have this affliction. Goddamn craft singles, you poison assholes. That could be it. But I used to eat all kinds of cheese. Drink milk, blah, blah, blah. Once I got to high school, I started getting stomach aches. I didn't know why. And I was like, man, maybe it's because I'm having like, what is it? Because of the pizza at school? The cheeseburger I had? Whatever the fuck. And I started putting it together like, man, what am I eating? What is going on? And then I finally figured it out. Oh, it's the lactose intolerance. And for years, I didn't care because I love eating pizza. Or there was like these great, you guys, you guys remember Seattle's Best? It was like a Starbucks kind of place. They had these amazing fucking coffee shakes, drinks, milkshake style things. So fucking delicious. It's like a coffee milkshake. Fucking amazing. Frappuccinos taste like shit compared to this thing. That was a call. A Javanella shake. Oh, God. It was fantastic. And I used to have diarrhea all the time. I would love it. I would welcome the diarrhea because I would drink that shake and have pizza and blah, blah, blah. And uh, I would pay for it, you know, but after a while, it's like, all right, dude, I can't take this no more. I can't do it. I'm over it. And so I, I, I swore off all dairy and all that shit. And, uh, you know, life sucked for a while, but I got used to it. But now, like, I avoid all kinds of dairy and everything, but I still have these issues once in a while. I'm like, what the hell is going on? What is happening? And so one day, uh uh-oh. One day, I saw a child playing with a ruby the size of a tangerine. The bandit had been throwing them away. So why steal them? Because he thought it was good sport because some men aren't looking for anything logical, like money, so can't be bought, bullied, reasoned, or negotiated with. Some men just want to watch the world burn. So one day, I was doing some thinking. Like, what is going on here? What the fuck is the problem? All I've had today is crackers and grapes. How can I have a uh, upset stomach? What is going on? And so uh, I started thinking like, wait a minute. Wait a minute. I remember a long time ago, my grandfather, he told me that his sister who lived next door, he's like, oh, mijo. Uh, your aunt, her name is Becky. Your aunt Becky's in the... She's not feeling too well. She's allergic to bread. If she eats anything with bread, she she gets sick. And her stomach hurts real bad. And I don't know why I remembered that. Years later, I was like, wow. What? Maybe I have a fucking gluten intolerance. Maybe that's the goddamn problem. So I look it up. <laughs> it's like, what are the common... Because I didn't even really know. I just knew like bread. Okay, what else? And I'm looking up the gluten thing. What is gluten in? And it's like every fucking thing I was eating. Everything. It's like, well, this explains it. It's in wheat crackers. That's, that's what I take to work every fucking day. I don't like to eat big lunches at work. I would just take like a couple cuties, a little sack of grapes, and some crackers just to, just to have something to nibble on. So I'm not like starving, but I'll just have like a little snack here and there throughout the day. So I'm like, is this really it? This is the fucking issue? Don't tell me I'm this one of these Hollywood asshole. Now, not only am I lactose, but I'm fucking gluten now too? That's not fair. It's not fair. I was like, all right, let me try it. Let me try avoiding gluten and see what happens. And I, I'll, be, I'll tell you right now, I haven't had any diarrhea since. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. So now, let's see. It's been, uh, it's been like a week and a half that I've tried this with, with uh, optimistic results. So I think that's what it's come down to, boys and girls. And now your old pal Jamesy Poo at first, you thought I was a fucking unfortunate soul, not being able to eat any dairy. Uh, hey, at least I can have a sandwich or a burrito. 
right? Or some fucking spaghetti. That doesn't have any lactose intolerance. But guess what? All that shit's off the table now. No, <laughs> oh, it's horseshit. So uh, the sad truth is I'm literally, I'm stuck on like a caveman diet. If you can't find it, if you wander through the fucking woods, I can't eat it. I can only pretty much eat fruits, vegetables, nuts, and animals. <laughs> That's pretty much it. I'm a caveman. I'm a hunter-gatherer. That's about it. Uh, I don't know if that means that I'm... Uh, am I more advanced than everyone else? Or am I, a, uh, am I flawed? Am I deeply flawed? Like... Am I the uh, am I the example of what you're supposed to be eating? None of this processed fake shit. <laughs> or is my bloodline completely fucked? I don't know, dude. I- I'm gonna go with flawed. I don't think I'm uh, I'm the poster child for what everyone's supposed to be. <laughs> I think uh, I-, I think I really shouldn't be alive. From the beginning, I should have been dead. The cord wrapped around my neck while I was in the womb. And they had to take me out in emergency C-section. So it's like I'm a crime against nature. And then finally, finally nature caught up to me. Like, hey, wait a minute. This high school uh, asshole shouldn't be alive. What are you? What's he doing alive? He should have been dead in the womb. All right, give him some lactose intolerance. That'll show him. <laughs> And then, uh, you know, I, I, I prevailed through that. Ah, oh, look at this guy. Now he's getting cocky. All right, give him some gluten tolerance. That'll take him out. Fucking A, dude. Oh, God. You know, I told the wife this, and I really mean it. Once I die, it'll be such a fucking relief. Like, oh, finally, I can be done with all this. It's all over. Oh, my God, James. You sound like the biggest fucking pussy. So you can't eat some bread, James. Big deal. It could be a whole lot worse, James. Don't say that. You're going to jinx me. Look, dude, I'm still dealing with this uh, the shocking new evidence in my life. So uh, right now I'm in the anger stage. But I'll get over it. Let me bitch and whine for a minute, all right? And then you can go fuck yourself, respectfully. All right, I've been rambling too much on this. Uh, on this. So uh, I'll keep you posted and see if everything's okay. If I, if I cured myself, because apparently these fucking doctors can't do nothing. <laughs> I had to diagnose myself. You see what I mean? My own desperation breeds innovation. I, Dr. Jamesy Pooh, reporting for duty. You got any problems? I'll diagnose you right now. Send me an email. TheDangerHour at Yahoo.com. James is not a doctor and has no business giving advice, but if you email him and he gives you advice and you take his advice and your device leads to illness or death or injury, he is not liable. Okay, uh, let's start. Uh, let's start moving right along. Oh wait, uh, this has been talking shit. <laughs> All right, now it's time for some danger updates. Okay, since I recorded my last podcast, uh, I think it's been about a month, and there's been some developments, boys and girls. Besides me being allergic to gluten, there's more. Just wait, there's more. Uh, I also had a birthday. Happy birthday to you. Stop it, please. I don't want to. Happy birthday to you. <laughs> please stop. Happy birthday, dear Jamesy Pooh. All right, enough. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, James. Oh, God. All right, thank you. I appreciate it. It was a shitty birthday. Oh my God, why, James? Did you not have a fun time? No, no, not, not really, because nothing happened. It turns out 38 isn't a milestone birthday. So you just kind of, not you don't do much. <laughs> it turns out you go to work, you have an average day at work, and then, uh, well, the wife took me out for dinner to, to my choosing, and I chose sushi. And it was quite lovely. But yeah, uh, yeah, 38 years old. You know, I, I haven't given a fuck about my birthdays for quite some time. I don't care. It's just another year. It's like all the joy was sucked out of my... I'm just kidding. Um, yeah, I mean, once you reach a certain age, like it doesn't matter anymore, right? 
I'm not excited to turn 40. Who the fuck wants, who, who wants to be excited about being half dead? Let's face it, I've already been half dead. I ain't gonna, I ain't gonna make it to 80. I'd say most of you won't either. Oh my God, James. That's morbid. Well, I'm just facing the facts here, boys and girls. Uh, you know what? I'm gonna look that up. What is the, uh, what is, what is the life expectancy of now? Current life ex, there we go, in the US. That's important. Oh, oh, I was right. Go fuck yourself. 78.79 years old. You see what I mean? You're not making it to 80. Uh, wait, wait, wait. I'm not even halfway dead yet. Oh, okay. Good news. Good news. Okay. I'm almost half dead. <laughs> so, uh, that's great news, everybody. Wow. Yeah. Uh, okay. What else happened? Oh, speaking of my update, since I quit drinking, you know, that's another reason why I quit drinking because um, I was like, you know what? I'm having these fucking problems with my stupid tum-tums. Let's see if I quit drinking for a bit, if that helps. And there's a whole lot of other reasons why I quit drinking. This isn't the number one, but I figured, well, I can't hurt. And I'll tell you what, since I stopped drinking, I've lost like 15 pounds. Wow, look at me, shit. What a great accomplishment. Yeah, it turns out not drinking uh, hundreds of calories every day really has <laughs> really has an effect on you. <laughs> and I actually think I'm going to start getting back into hiking again cuz I got some I got some plans in the future. I need to get back into shape, man. Uh so yeah, I got to I got to start getting this shit going. You know, enough is enough. I might as well fucking go all the way in, right? I'm already going to be eating like some fucking asshole from Hollywood. You mean West Hollywood, James? <laughs> yeah, sure. Oh, uh, yeah, hi, excuse me. Is that lactose-free and gluten-free and taste-free? Because I-, I have needs. <laughs> uh, whatever. All right. Uh, another update. I was just recently on Peterson. Son, son, son. Peterson's podcast, The Bed Files. Well, I mean, come on. Let me uh, be all inclusive here. It's not just Peterson's show. It's also Danny and Becky's. Dugan. Doogie. Yeah, so uh, you can check those episodes out. I think there's another one coming out next week. So I think he broke up He broke up one of them in the two episodes. So hey, man, if you want some more of my fucking annoying ass, head over to the Bed Files and check out those shows. There's one more coming out. So that look at that. Three. Three for the price of free. Yeah, everybody wins. Uh, all right, next up. Oh, motherfucker, my goddamn football team. Since last I talked to you, my whole fucking team has fallen apart. That's right, the Raiders. That's my NFL team. It's my birthright. My father is a Raiders fan, and as a kid, I would be watching. Uh, he'd be watching the Raider games, and I'm not kidding you. This is how every Sunday would go. Ah, come on, go, shit, go, 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 go. Ah, shit, god damn it, son of a bitch, son of a bitch, he fumbled the ball, shit. That kind of stuff. <laughs> so you'd be talking to him. Hey, Dad, um. Uh, whatever the fuck. Uh, on, on Power Rangers, there was this cool scene when. Uh, oh, hold on! Go! 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 Oh shit! Go! Oh, woo! Woo! Touchdown! Oh, shut up. What were you saying? So as a kid, it was like fucking. You know, we'd be looking at him like laughing and shit. He'd be up jumping, jumping around. And my grandfather would be over and he'd be laughing too. Oh man, your daddy's crazy! Oh, oh he's crazy guy. And uh, so, yeah, that's just, just burned into my uh, my DNA now. So if I remember rooting for a football team, it is the Raiders, the Las Vegas Raiders. I actually looked into going to a game coming up, but uh, it's pretty pricey, man. And uh, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe. But uh, anyway, so first things first, the fucking coach, John Gruden, resigns from all these emails highlighting a bunch of uh-oh homophobic comments uh-oh sexist comments uh-oh racist comments yep he fucking nailed everything he checked all the boxes every one of them uh yeah dude i mean now look i'm not going to defend the guy but i also am a lot of this stuff is what a lot of people do. A lot of bullshit, a lot of shit talking. Nothing actually meaning to be mean 
or uh, hateful. It's just like a bunch of, you know, they called it locker room talk. Now, look, I know some of you are rolling your fucking eyeballs. There's no excuse for that. Locker room talk shouldn't exist. These things shouldn't be talked about ever. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. The fact of the matter is it happens all over the fucking place. You get a group of guys together having some beer fucking off. You're going to hear some horrible shit. Now, it doesn't mean it's angry or negative or racist or homophobic. It's just talking shit. So I, that's what I think went on with this dude. And because of today's sensitive climate, you can't say anything and get away with it. Well, I mean, if you're in a position that he's in, and I've heard the argument, well, it's different because he's in a position of leadership. So he has to set an example. If he was just a player then it's like a lot more forgivable. But he's a guy that's a leader of a team. So he's supposed to hold himself in a higher regard, which I understand. But uh, again, not defending him, but this is is no surprise to to every guy you'll talk to. It's like, yeah, that sounds about right. He just got caught. He fucking wrote it. He put it in black and white and sent it virtually to live forever. Uh, so yeah, he, he kind of hung himself, but you know, and apparently he's suing the league because somehow only his emails were, were released. And, uh, he's like, Hey, I guess he's saying like, what the fuck? What about the rest of them? Where's everything else? Don't just show me show the rest of the guys. So it's going to be interesting what happens then. Anyway, that was strike one. And then what happens? This fucking dude, what the hell was his name? I already forgot his name. Rugs. Rugs. He's a wide receiver. Pretty talented player. Young guy. Fucking, he's the guy in Vegas. Going 154 miles an hour. And he's drunk as fuck. Here's what I heard. Okay, now listen. Once again, this is only facts, hearsay, and rumors. I heard he took 18 shots at, um, what's that place called? That golf place? Top Golf. He's out there fucking off, having a good time. He has his girl with him, and he takes 18 shots, according to one of the servers. Then he, then he decides to drive home. <laughs> oh, God. And then, on top of it, he gets a little a little frisky behind the wheel, like, hey, I'm going to take this thing for a ride, baby. Presses down on the gas and goes 154 miles a fucking hour on the streets, man. And then, uh, whoopsie-daisies, here comes a person out in front of him, and he slams on the brakes, and he hits the person going 118 miles an hour. And she gets fucking killed. I guess she got burned to death, which her and her dog. Crazy, dude. And he's sitting, like, there's a video of, like, someone took it from their fucking backyard, and he's, like, sitting on the curb, and his girl's, like, you know, consoling him, but he's, he's a wreck. He knows what the deal is. He knows the hand he was given that night. And uh, fucking ruined his whole life, whole career. Facing upwards, he probably won't go this high, but upwards of 50 years in prison. Ah, all in an instant. One stupid decision. I'm going to drive home. You got the fucking money. Take the Uber. Yeah, in hindsight, it's 2020. Some young cocky dude, NFL players like, ah, man, you know, I'm going to get my Corvette. You know, I'm a pro ball player. If I get pulled over, they gonna let me go. I'm playing for the Vegas Raiders. Shit. But no. Uh, girl's dead. Stupid fucking decision. His life's ruined. Crazy, man. Fucking crazy. In an instant. All, it's all ruined. Next up. This fucking douchebag is on, uh, on the Twitters holding up guns. Crazy fucking guns with like a, a, a you know, the bearded cunt. He's a gun guy. So I'm like, hey, man, what kind of gun is that? And uh, I forgot what he said. Maybe he said like a AR with like a 100 round clip. This <laughs> ridiculously huge clip. Magazine plugged into it. And the guy's like, hey, man, I'll fucking kill you, man. I'll fucking kill you. You're fucking dead. Hey, come over here then. Come over here. <laughs> hey, you're fucking dead. Just going on and on. Like, dude, what are you doing? Off the team. One thing after another, this whole fucking team's falling apart. And I was watching the game the other night against the Chiefs, which was a shit show. 
Yeah, they got pretty fucking dominated. And the announcer at one point goes, "Well, I mean, there comes a point where you get to, where you, you ask yourself if you're the Raiders, like, hey, is, is this just too much to come back from?" And it's like, yeah, I think so. Fuck, man. And it's like, it's all so quickly. Like the last time I fucking did a podcast, it's all happened since then. Crazy. So uh, yeah, that doesn't look good. And another the final update from my life. The fucking Dodgers. Oh, man. Oh, man. Man, oh, man. They got uh, they got beat by the Atlanta Braves, who wound up winning the World Series. So I guess that's okay in some sense. <laughs> uh, yeah, the Dodgers did not look good. But fucking Muncie was hurt. Big. That's like, you know, that's like playing chess and removing one of your great pieces right off the bat. Like, wow. Here goes my chances. One of your key pieces. Ow! It's not like taking one pawn out. It's probably like, uh, what? One of those bishops. <laughs> one of those horsies. It's a knight, James. All right. Yeah, you get it. Yeah, dude. The, the, and look, I'm not making excuses, although I am. So many fucking injuries. Incredible amount of injuries. Plagued by injuries, if you will. I think I heard somewhere that this year was one of one of the the seasons with the most injuries ever. I don't know if that's true. Could have been some asshole just talking shit, but who knows? But I believe it <laughs> if it's true. Uh, so yeah, but get this. I'm not gonna go through the whole Dodger shit, but uh, there's one thing I wanted to touch on. So one one day, fucking backdoor Rod, Bobbert, Danger alumni, backdoor Rod reaches out. One day. And he says something about going to a Dodger playoff game. Playoffs? Playoffs? We're trying to win a game. Talking about playoffs. Playoffs. So he's talking about going to a playoff Dodger game. And I'm shocked because I'm like, I didn't even know you were a baseball fan. And I didn't even know you were a Dodger fan. And he says something like, I've been watching the Dodgers since you were in your fucking diapers. <laughs> um, yeah, he's, he's substantially older than me. Now he's probably like, what, seven years older than me? Some shit, eight years? I don't know. He's an old fuck. He's uh, he's already into his forties. I don't know if he's even. Maybe he's even in. Maybe he's upwards as forty five. I I can't be sure. But one thing I am sure about is he looks pretty damn good for his age. You hear that backdoor rod? I see you. Oh, I see you. Anyhow, it started off like, hey, we should go to a game, and I said, oh yeah, man, next year we should do it. And he was like, nah, man, let's go to one. Let's go to one now. Let's go to tonight's playoff game. I go, Dick, are you crazy? He goes, man, I got a connection. I can get in for a pretty decent price. And uh, it might be like up in the nosebleeds, but, you know, we'll get in. I'm like, ah, that's pretty fucking short notice, man. I don't think I can swing that. He's like, ah, all right, whatever. So this dickhead winds up texting me like, oh, yeah, you know, I'm going to the game tonight. You snooze, you lose, bitch. I'm like, ah, you motherfucker. So he's rubbing it in. Then this dickhead, he gets, he goes to the game with uh, another buddy and he gets an upgrade of his fucking seats. And now he's got like these great seats in field level. I'm like, this motherfucker. And not only that, he catches a foul ball, that fucking piece of shit. So now I'm like, oh man, if only I could have gone. I could have gone, but they lost that game. They lost. And wouldn't you believe it? The very next day, I get a phone call from my brother-in-law who's also been on the danger hour in the past his he went by science boy that was a pretty good episode if i recall go back and check it out science boy um he's big into nasa and shit smart dude so he calls me up he's like hey man what are you doing tonight it's like oh nothing man just watching the game he's like well, how'd you like to go it's like what he's like yeah i happen to i happen to get a hold of a couple tickets and uh Nobody can go. Nobody can make it with with such short notice. So they're just going to go to waste. Like, do you want them? I was like, yeah. He goes, they're pretty good. I was like, well, fuck yeah. And he's like, all right. So he sent them to me. And that night, I took my son and we went to game five of the National League Championship Series. And we go in there and I already know it's field level. We're walking to the section and we fucking wind up walking all the way down like five rows behind the Dodgers dugout 
crazy, dude. Never had better seats than these. And they were given to me by my brother-in-law. And I just, I was like, what are the fucking odds that like the day before, fucking backdoor rods rubbing this shit in my face. Look at my great seats. Uh, I got a foul ball. Fuck you. <laughs> and the next day, I just happened to get this phone call and just like gifted these fucking tickets. It was it was amazing, and it was such a fucking great game. They they destroyed the Braves. It was the last home game at Dodger Stadium, and they went they went back to Atlanta to play. Uh, finished the rest of the series and they got fucking they got knocked out but man the energy in that place and uh such an exciting game they were down at the beginning and they came back and outrageous dude chris taylor fucking killed it multiple home runs it was just like a, an amazing night amazing night Ugh. so uh yeah maybe next year they'll make it back to the world series there's always next year right Oh, God. Hopefully no one gets fucking injured. (laughs) All right. I think now it's a great time to check in with our radio affiliate to get a look at sports. K-G-A-Y. K-Gay. And now for your K-Gay sports report, we take you live to sports expert Dan Drizzles. The hockey player got pounded by the other player's stick. And that was your K-Gay sports report brought to you by Mike's Hard Lemonade. Get hard. With Mike. K-G-A-Y. K-G-A-Y. And now it's time for another edition of Stallone Stands Alone. Sylvester Stallone is a fine American actor. Some would even argue the greatest actor to ever grace the screen. One might wonder, what if Sylvester Stallone was cast in a movie, as opposed to the actor that was actually in the movie? Would it have been better? Today, we answer that very question when we place Sylvester Stallone in Ghostbusters, playing Bill Murray's character of Peter Venkman. And here it goes. I can't remember if it had legs, but it definitely had arms because it reached out for me. Arms? Oh, I can't wait to get a look at this thing. Hey, you're like Alice, you know, I'm going to ask you a couple of standard questions, you know. Uh, have you or any of your family been diagnosed schizophrenic? Mentally incompetent? Uh, my uncle thought he was St. Jerome. Hey, you're like, I call that a big yes. Uh, are you habitually using drugs? Stimulants? Alcohol? No. Oh, no, just ask you, you know. Hey, uh, hey, Alice, are you menstruating right now? Well, what has that got to do with it? Hey, yo, hey, back off, man. I'm a scientist. You know? Well, I for one think it's abundantly clear that Stallone brought a much deeper depth and complexity to the character of Peter Vinkman. But alas, it was not meant to be. Thank you for joining us on another edition of Stallone Stands Alone. All right, and now it's time to start closing the show out with a little segment I like to call It's beautiful. Beautiful. It's wonderful. It's. I fancy that. Fancy. Fancy. Sounds, everybody. All right. I fancy that is a segment in which I talk about something positive for a change, something nice and happy, something that I fancy. All right. This week, oh boy, after the last Halloween edition that we did, um, my I was talking to my wife about the Ouija board that I made. Telling her that we didn't wind up doing anything with it. But Brian, the bearded cunt, was all willing to do it. He was all set to participate. But I wound up backing out because I didn't want to possibly bring spirits into the house and, uh, you know, (laughs) upset the precious balance we already have in here. And so I'm like, yeah, so we never did anything and stuff. And then 
Here's what I fancy. It's my son's innocence because as he hears us discussing all this stuff, he chimes in and he goes, hey, what's a Luigi board? And I start laughing. I'm like, it's not a Luigi board. It's a Ouija board. He's like, oh, what is it? And I start describing it and stuff. And then my daughter's like, I want to do it. Can I do it, please? Can I do it? And I go, no. And I said, you know, if I didn't do it with Lito and Brian, then why, what makes you think that you could do it? And then uh, she's like, what if I just do it outside and it's not in the house? And I'm like, huh, how would that work? I'm like, do you get away with it then? And the wife's like, um, I'm pretty sure they'd follow you back home. I was like, what if you go to the park down the street and you do it over there? Then what happens? I don't know, but it's still a bad idea. I'm like, yeah, no, you're not going to do it. Oh, come on. I want to do it. So, uh, <laughs> so far, as, as far as I know, she didn't sneak it off into her room and start doing it, but uh, all's well. Another example of my son's innocence. So I think this always takes place with him overhearing us talking about something that he butts in. So at this time, uh, I'm like, uh, hey, uh, I got the dog, a uh, little black Dahlia, who's not black anymore. She's like gun metal. It's fucking bizarre. She was jet black, and now she's gun metal. And my boy, uh, Jackie boy, he's black. And then she, but she's gotten kind of plump. And I go, hey, she's kind of fat. And then she's like, I know. She's gotten, she's gotten like a little, like a little sausage. And I said, huh, why? I go, I wonder if she's pregnant. And then she's like, no, because she wasn't in heat. Because, and so, you know, Jack wouldn't be touching her if she's not in heat. And then my son butts in and he goes, that doesn't make any sense. That's like me saying I only like girls in the summertime when it's hot. <laughs> and I said, no, no, no. It just means like when they're ready to have puppies. And he's like, oh. But dude, it fucking makes me laugh every time when he asks these like innocent little questions. And I'm like, oh, man, at some point it's not going to be like that no more. It's going to be some teenage fucking asshole, you know, being all dirty and no longer in knowing too much and not being innocent and oh man i just uh i, I fancy the little innocent comments he's still making <sighs> the daughter's already this teenage high school kid and uh i can already see i just don't like it i don't like it i wish that you know she was little again and she's always been a sassy little shit but at least before she was cute and small and <laughs> Now she knows everything. And uh, anyway, so as long as my boy has a, just holds on to a shred of innocence, then uh, I fancy that. And just in case you're wondering, I know you're probably dying to know why my dog's getting fat. The wife has a theory. She's like, hey, I think she's getting fat because she's still eating puppy food. Because they have the same food because Jack's still a puppy. So she's been eating the same thing. And so that food, it's like made to fatten them up. And now she shouldn't be eating it anymore. She should be eating adult food, but she's still eating puppy food, so she's getting fat. I'm like, oh, I never even thought about that. Look at my wife being smart and stuff. All right, and now it's time for the darker side of life. That's right. It's time for the fuck you moment in here. We go. Fuck you. Uh, all right, the fuck you is the opposite of I fancy that. I get to be negative again. Oh, you fool. You thought. You thought I would end on a positive note. How dare you? So this time, oh boy, it's happening again. I think I already used it as my fuck you a little while back. Talking about the people that left early at the Dodger game. And then the triumphant comeback came when I was there with my son and those annoying assholes behind us when they left. And, you know, people start leaving early. Then it was like the greatest comeback of all time. And I was like, oh my God, it's amazing. So fuck you to people that leave early, right? It happened again. I'm at home watching game three of the Dodgers versus Braves. And they're down. And it, the camera shows the people in the stadium. And they're all fucking walking out, dude. And it's showing the cars leaving the parking lot. And <laughs> actually the wife got mad. Why are they showing the cars leaving like that? That's disrespectful. I'm like, <laughs> wow, well, whatever. So wouldn't you know it? A crazy comeback and the Dodgers win game three. And all you stupid assholes that left early. Oh, this game's over. What's the point? Let's get out of here. Let's leave early. I'm an LA fan. I, I show up late and I leave early. <laughs> stupid. Uh, yeah, the fake fans do that shit. But you still see a bunch of people sitting in that seat to the last fucking play. You know why? Because it's baseball. And I heard someone mention, and I think I've said this before, but I, it bears repeating. 
That's why baseball is the best game. Because you can't fucking drag out the clock like the NFL does. It's so annoying. You can't play this bullshit strategy with NBA. You keep fouling and playing these dumb games. You got to face every batter. Every, every guy's got his chance. There's no fucking strategy to get out of it. That's it, man. Boom. So yeah, fuck you to people that leave early. Ah. The real fuck you is to yourselves. You're doing it to yourselves because you're missing something great. But uh, I don't know. It's more like a fuck you, like a ha-ha for me. Because it's like, look, you left and look what you missed. Asshole. And the other thing. Another baseball-related fuck you. Fuck you to PETA. Are you talking about your cousin Peter, James? No, not PETA. PETA. Uh, What the hell does that stand for? (laughs) What the hell does it stand for? PETA. Hold on. Hold on. PETA. What the hell does it stand for? People for the Ethical Treatment of Animals. Let me read that again. People... For the ethical treatment of animals. Yeah, I'm all for that. That's great. Except when you're fucking abusing your shit. How about an example, James? Okay. Have you heard this thing? I'm sure you have. The bullpen, which is where pitchers warm up before they go out to pitch. PETA thinks it's a it's an important issue to change. Uh, excuse me. To change the name of the bullpen to the arm barn. Are you fucking kidding me? Are you kidding me? Because they said the bullpen is an area where they stick bulls before they're slaughtered. It's insensitive. Let me read that again. People for the ethical treatment of animals. No animals are being harmed by the name bullpen. (laughs) so your job's being done this is going way fucking overboard are you crazy oh it's offensive to bulls that are going to be slaughtered are you out of your fucking mind you know you're really doing yourselves a disservice by making a mockery of what you're trying to accomplish it's like they're not going to take you seriously if you go after these dumb bullshit fights Instead of the ones that matter. So please, uh, have you run out of fucking things to to do? You got to work on this? Oh, let's change the name of this and that. Go fuck yourself, dude. It's not hurting any animals. It's not promoting hurting any animals. All right, just relax. (sighs) This woke horseshit, man. Oh, man. You know what? That uh, no country for old men. I don't recognize this world no more. I I just don't understand it. That's where I'm. That's where I'm going. I don't get it. I think it's time for me just to pass away, because all this stuff, <laughs> it's it's pretty fucking ridiculous. And I think I, I think I, I can pass away now. This world, I'm 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 too old for this world. Jesus Christ, this is what it's come to. All right, I'm just I'm just babbling now. So uh, yeah, people that leave early and PETA, make it a big stink over shit that is not even anything it's nothing it's wordplay ah fuck you fuck you alright that's gonna do it boy oh boy I know I said it wasn't in the mood for this one but uh, I sure had diarrhea of the mouth and I was kind of fired up today I don't know what it was I don't know what it is I don't know what it is but something something blah 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 she's got a way about her What the hell, dude? You know, do you know that my mom, I drove around in the car with my mom all those years as a, as a wee lad. And she played all these like coast 103.5, like soft rock music. And now just randomly songs will pop into my head out of nowhere. I haven't fucking heard that song in like 10 years. And here it is. Where'd it come from? I don't know. You might even say I've been brainwashed. Coast 103.5. Hi, I'm Karen Sharp, and we're going to play you some more soft bullshit. And years from now, when you're doing a podcast, you'll have a fucking flashback and make you think of something soft, just like your dick. 
because these songs don't do it for you. All right, James? Oh, and in case you're wondering, it's 72 degrees along the coast. (laughs) All right. All right, everybody. Thanks for listening. And if I don't see you before then, I'd like to say happy Thanksgiving. And speaking of, I was was recruited to deep fry a turkey for the uh, mother-in-law. That's right. You deep fry one turkey, and then here come they're at, they come out of the woodwork, track you down. It's like, hey, can you do that over here for me? It's like, gosh, oh, shit. Now I'm put on the spot. I don't remember how to do it properly. What if I mess up? What if I cause a big grease fire and I burn the house down? I mean, would you trust me to deep fry a turkey at your house? Uh, well, I have stopped drinking, so that's something in the positive column. I'm sure everything will work out just fine. Yeah, what am I doubting myself for? Look at me. I'm a single successful guy. You're not single, James. And you sure as hell are not successful. Uh, All right, well, fair enough. All right, thanks for listening. And as always, I leave you with the same fantastic advice that I always leave you with, and that's simply, stay dangerous, my friends. (laughs) Later.